and uh, and never really contemplate or drill down a little bit just to see what they really say to us. You know, if you've got those favorite verses, you could just go, yeah, I know that one. And yet, if you just pause for a moment and just look at what the, the truth of the verse is saying, something fresh can jump out of it. And so I want to just pull up one of those verses tonight that probably majority of us, or not all of us, could actually quote to me tonight. I don't have to quote it to you. And uh, here it is, John chapter 3, verse 16. And uh, here it is on the verse. Look in your own Bibles if you have it, but it's on the screen. And uh, come on. Can we just say it together for the sake of uh, getting a bit of noise in this place? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a verse. It encompasses the incredible, um, wonderful gift of God. It encompasses the purpose of Jesus Christ. And then it even, if that wasn't enough, it shows us exactly what God wants for us. In one verse probably about 25 or 30 words, uh, there we have it. I love the verse. And you know, the truth is that I find that some people could dismiss that verse or just count it as a myth if it wasn't just for one particular word in that verse, which is so vital. And the word that I'm referring to is the word whoever. Have you, can you see it? That whoever believes. Because that word unrolls the welcome mat to all humanity, doesn't it? Whoever. Have you thought about the word Whoever. Whoever encompasses everybody, doesn't it? It doesn't miss out anybody. There's no one here in this room or in this city or in this nation or in this world tonight that that verse is not referring to. Would you agree? Whoever, whoever. It doesn't talk about a certain nation or a certain tribe or a certain color of skin. It doesn't talk about some social class tonight. It encompasses everybody and uh it more importantly by bringing it back to us it, it everybody in this city the word whoever is for all of us god makes it clear he exports his grace of love to all of us to all of us um i know that uh i believe the majority of australians uh when really the bad times happen uh would love to be included in that whoever uh, particularly when things just don't go right. I was, not so long ago, I was invited, I was ring, I had someone from the Mater Hospital, a nurse from the Mater Hospital ring me, and uh, they asked me just to come up, and, um, and uh, someone had passed away. And so I went up, and I was ushered by the nurse into a room, a private room, and there before me was um, a, probably a lady in her 60s who had died, and she was laying on the bed. She just died within an, about an hour before I arrived. And beside her bed was, uh, was her son. He was about 30 years of age. And um, he was obviously grieving. I sought to comfort and encourage him. But the question that he had for me that, um, that particular day was an interesting question. And this, this is the question. He says, can you reassure me my mother went to heaven? And as I sat there with him, I can always remember while seeking to comfort him, but the reality was I didn't know his mother, I didn't know her heart, and I wasn't God. And I couldn't reassure him of that, I had to be honest with him, but in lovingly tried to break that information, I'd hoped so, I said, I'd like to think so, and I'd like to think, because the Bible says whoever would come to him and believe, and I said, did your mother believe? And he says, well... And he couldn't say she believed. He said, well, she'd done many good things. Isn't that what we turn to sometimes? Oh, thank you very much. She sa he said, she's done many good things. 
She was a good lady. Isn't that interesting how the, the human nature always turns to our what we do to justify where we're going. But God says it's not what you do, it says what you believe. It's what you believe. Uh, and so uh, I was, could only hope and reassure him uh, that I didn't have all the answers, but I can certainly hope that his mother had made that and wouldn't be included in the whosoever. So, so the point I want to make is that we see when things, people get a little nervous and when, when their belief system and what they believe in in this world starts to crumble, whether it's the money market or it's the almighty dollar or whatever starts to crumble, we see people start to say, um, what else can I believe in? Because John 3.16 says, whoever believes, and we all have to believe in something. Would you agree? We all have to believe in something. Um, some people say, oh, I don't believe in anything. Well, that's what you're believing in. Nothing. That's your belief system, isn't it? You're believing in something. It's just nothing. Um, so God, God may not be at the top list of the list for many Australians, but uh, when the world starts to crumble, I've discovered time and time again, they start to inquire and think, should maybe God be at the top of that list? I always remember in my own family when one of my family members was about to go for a fairly major operation. Um, they rang me and said, um, you know, I mightn't come out of this. And they started to be open and responsive uh, to the things that God wanted to speak into their heart. I remember my dad before he passed away. Uh, he, he, he just he allowed me to pray for him. And when I prayed a prayer of repentance uh, with him, he said yes. You know, and yet for all his life, he'd, he, he, he'd kind of um, put the whole thing of Christianity over there. It's too big. I don't want to deal with it. But right at that moment. So I think a lot of Australians want to be involved and want to know, is God got a place for me? And so tonight, I just want to just open up that word, whoever. And I want to say the whoever sometimes becomes however. However. However God finds us, he's willing to receive us. However. Isn't it great that God doesn't kind of pick out one particular person a certain way? He, he says, hey, however you are, you can come to me. Um, he doesn't leave us that way, but he changes us. And as Christians, we need to know this because there can be some downturns in life. There can be some things that happen. And, and we say, God, do you still care? Do you still... Are we still okay together, God? Do you still kind of think of me? Are you still for me? And uh, I think if there's a parable or there's a story in the Bible that depicts this thought of um, however, is there's a story in um, Luke chapter 16, and it's about a Lazarus who was a beggar. He was a, he, he was a street person, and then there was a rich man. We don't know his name. But in Luke chapter 16, it goes like this. I'll just... Verses 19 to 21, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and, fairly, and fared sumptuously every day. In other words, he had plenty of food. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Now, the rich man lived in luxury. We can see that. Wears the finest clothes, eats the most exotic foods, enjoys a spacious uh, house. He's the New Testament kind of equivalent of a millionaire. And Lazarus is a street person. Uh, dogs lick his sores. So, you know, when you get to that point, you know that things are down. Uh, he lives outside the mansion hoping to get the scraps from the, the, from the rich man's table. He's infected. He's rejected. No, no family, no possessions. And, you know, the question I ask tonight, is he an exception to God's whoever policy? Uh, 
Is he an exception? Is he too far gone? Is he too, you know, is, you know, is it just life too bad? And the answer I say, no, of course he's not outside of God's policy of whoever. Of course he's not. Um, the story goes on. Death comes to both men. Both die. And we see in uh, Luke 16, uh, 22 to 23. So it was that the bigger died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Another metaphor for heaven. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades or hell, he lifts up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So what happens now? The tables are turned, so to speak. Lazarus needs nothing. The rich man needs everything. And we see um, Lazarus now, of course, enjoying the fruits of heaven. And so we see plenty of Lazarus in our society today. And, uh, and, you know, the reality is maybe sometimes we'll feel a bit that way. Maybe rejected, maybe cast out, uh, maybe even in your life, you've had those times when life wasn't going well and we can identify with Lazarus on earth here. Um, maybe you're not ever begged for bread, but you've struggled to buy some things. Maybe you've never been homeless, but perhaps you know, you've not lived in the best situation sometimes. And of all the messages that God conveys tonight to our heart, and the message of John 3.16 is this, God takes you however he finds you. Isn't that good news? God takes you. God takes you however he finds you. He doesn't leave you that way, but he takes you however. Uh, no need to climb some status, some ladder, some, get to some social acceptance or something like that. And not that that isn't good, but, but uh, the reality is you're welcomed by God however we are, however he finds us. Um, so the, the, whoever turns into however, because however you come to God, rich or poor, weak or uh, strong, uh, whether like Lazarus or whether like the rich person tonight or whatever, he says, let your however never stop you from coming to me. And I love that. And so I have a question for all of us who have maybe found Christ and living for God. However, however you find people, are you willing to embrace them? Willing to embrace them because God certainly is. And uh, we are his mouthpiece and we are his hands and feet. So, you know, the whoever becomes however, but the whoever also becomes whenever. I love this thought. Uh, John 3.16 has a whenever clause included in it. I always remember that I received a gift voucher to a restaurant in Gladstone some time ago. And it was for $50, and I thought uh, it was to a restaurant that I really enjoyed. I'd only been there once or twice. It was a, a, a restaurant called Flinders on Flinders Parade. And I'd received $50. I was really excited because I, was, I know I had lovely food. And in the process of time, I lost the voucher. <clears throat> and, you know, you, you search for it, and you look for it, and you can't find it. Six months down the track, I find the voucher amongst all a bunch of old papers. And uh, I was excited. I thought, yes, I can finally redeem this voucher, go to this restaurant. And my excitement was short-lived as I looked at the actual voucher and realized the, the date on it had been, uh, by, had been passed. And now by three weeks, I was too late to redeem this voucher. And so I thought, no way. I was so looking forward to it. And uh, so what I did was I thought, just maybe if I rang the restaurant, maybe they would consider uh, giving to me. So I rang the restaurant, got the manager. And I said, you wouldn't believe it. I, I've had a voucher given to me to come to your restaurant for $50, and, um, and it's expired. 
uh, by three weeks, uh, is there any way that you'd let me here? And he gave me some grace. He says, no problem. Come in in the next two months and we'll redeem it. I said, brilliant. It was the 11th hour grace, wasn't it? And I love that, that whole thought because Jesus isn't the 11th hour grace. Uh, when, when the whenever clause of John 3.16, Jesus actually tells us a parable to illustrate this uh, story and that, that, that uh, uh, the reality of whenever and how it unfolds. And in Matthew chapter 20, 1 to 14, we won't read all four, 14 verses, but it just says this, For the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And then when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, a denarii or a denarius, he sent them into his vineyard. The story goes like this, that at the start of the day, he, he, he hired some guys. And then mid-morning, he hired some guys. And then at lunchtime, he hired some guys. And then at mid-afternoon, he hired some. And then even an hour before the finish of the working day, he hired some, last, um, some guys as well. Now, so when the end of the day came, he brought them all into his office. He started to pay them and he started with the guy who was, who was hired last. Just an hour before the work finished, the day work stays finished. And he gave the guy who only worked for one hour a denarii. So you can imagine what the guy who's worked all day was thinking. Gee, if he worked an hour and got a denarii, even though I was only promised a day's, oh, see, a day's labor in those days was worth one denarii. Even though he got a, gee, even though I was only promised, maybe I'm going to get more. So he pays everybody a denarii right through the day. He comes to the guy at the end of the line who's worked all day, who was hired first, and he gives him a denarii, and the guy's upset. He says, hey, just wait a moment. You can't do that to me because the reality is, is I've worked all day. And the landowner actually says to him, hey, just wait a second. Didn't I, I paid you what I promised you? And the man said, yeah, 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 that is. But you gave the guy who worked an hour a denarii as well. He says, aren't I, willing, aren't I able to do my, with my money what I wish to do with it? And of course, the guy who was, uh, had worked all day had no, had no comeback for that. And so we see the one hour, the one hour guy uh, got a full day's wage. He would certainly have been surprised. I reckon that's the job sometimes we'd like to work at. And it wouldn't happen in today's society because you'd have work unions and management alike upset. But, you know, we don't see this type of 11th hour invitation often happen in today's society. But Jesus says, in my, my processes of life, I do. You know, we see people in Jesus, when, G when people are touched by Jesus, whether they're deathbed converts or long-term serving Christians... Uh, um, the truth is they enter heaven by the same gate. Isn't that true? And of course, there's no better example than that uh, than, of course, the thief on the cross. As he uh, looked over, uh, Jesus looked over him, whether it was right or left, I'm not quite sure now. And he says, today you will be with me in paradise. Whole life of, of criminal activity and yet today, in the 11th hour, I'm just glad that we've got such a God. The thief on the cross received his eternal life. And, you know, we can struggle with such a thought because the last minute confess over receives the same grace as the lifetime servant of Christ. And, you know, we can say, does it seem fair? But you know what? That's what grace is. That's what grace is. The worker in the parable complained too, didn't he? Worked a full day and he got a denarii. And uh, a God in the landowner says, uh, the truth is uh, we can do it with what, what belongs to us.
And God offers us tonight and offers everybody in our society, he says, uh, um, the truth is, is that the reality is whenever, whoever becomes whenever, whenever, whether you've been a Christian for an hour or you've been a Christian all your life, he's willing to accept you when there's a heart that believes. I love that thought. Even in our dying breath, we receive grace and mercy. So, you know, when we read a verse like John 3.16 and you see one little word, if you just think about it a little bit bigger, there's a lot contained within it. The last uh, thought I just had about the word whoever, it becomes wherever. The last definition is wherever. And uh, you're never too far from home. You never can run away too far from God. You know, they say God is the hound of heaven. And he will continually be knocking on the door of your heart. He doesn't intrude. He knocks and he's seeking you because he loves you. And if there's ever a story that relates to the, to the wherever, it's the prodigal son story in Luke chapter 15. And let me just read the passage, just the verse 13. It says this, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Um, if you've read this particular parable, you know that he abused his father's kindness. He journeys to a far country, wastes his possessions with prodigal living. And it's interesting because the word here, wasted, is the same Greek verb used to describe the action of a seed-sowing farmer. And if you can imagine a farmer throwing handfuls of seed just out you know, into the soil, and, and, the, and the thought there is the prodigal son throwing his father's money away and uh, just in a gr to greedy people and wasting his life and just wasting what he was doing. It's that kind of similar thought that's here in this parable. And of course, one day the credit card bounced and the wallet was empty, didn't it? And the young man found himself, of course, working in a piggery, being so hungry that he wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. You've got to get desperate to do that. And he's as far away from his father as he could be. Not just physically, not just geographically, but also in his heart. And at that point where he comes to that point where he realizes after a while, feeding pigs, he comes and he wakes up to himself and he says, what am I doing? And of course, instead of swallowing the pig food, he swal he, you know, swallowing the pig food, he swallows some pride and he heads home. And he rehearses his little repentance speech all the way home. And his father meets him before he gets to the house. And of course, doesn't, he doesn't even get his repentance speech out. And his father embraces him, has compassion on him, restores him as a son. And of course, the, the, the father was uh, saving the son a place. I want to just say tonight, God is saving your place as well. And the reality is, we may lose some things in life. We may lose jobs. We may lose opportunities, we may lose at love, we may lose vigor, we may lose fitness, we may lose a lot of things. But I want to tell you, you'll never lose a place in God's heart of opportunity to receive what he wants you to receive. There'll always be a place and an opportunity. We've just got to make the move towards God. And, uh, and the truth is, wherever we may be, uh, it's never too far away for what God wants to do in lives. The thing that challenges me is, can we realize that however far, maybe some of your friends or relatives or whoever may be away from God tonight, it's never too far.
They must, they, they maybe, you know, I look at some of those I love in my own family, my extended family, and I think, how far are they away from God? And yet, you know what? I'm encouraged by this simple verse tonight that says, whoever becomes wherever, they're never wherever they are, God, it's not too far. God can touch their lives. And I, I'm encouraged and heartened by that. And uh, we lose much, but we never lose our place on God's whoever list until we pass from this life. So, whoever is God's wonderful word of welcome. Would you agree? It's a great word. Um, my wife uh, cooks some lovely meals and she does cook some beautiful cakes. Not recently, actually, but... Um, that's okay. She has cooked incredible cakes, and, 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 she, and she knows my favorite cake is a carrot cake, and uh, with that lovely thick white icing all on top of it. And sometimes in the past, she's made that cake, and I smell it from, my, uh, from wherever I may be. I come kind of in, in wanting to investigate, just see where the cake may be located. And as I go up to the cake, she says, don't touch it, it's for someone else. And I go, wow, lost the opportunity. It's for someone's birthday or someone else she's making it for. And I think, if only, if only. But sometimes when I've walked into the kitchen over the years, uh, I'll say, uh, and I've learned to say, uh, before I kind of just take the knife to it, uh, I've learned to actually say, well, who's the cake for? And uh, on one or probably one or more occasions, she said, whoever. And I, that is my open door of invitation. <laughs> I don't need to be told twice. And uh, I dig in, take a slice of that cake, and I qualify as the whoever. And I say, yes, yes, this is my moment in life when I can enjoy this cake. And you know, there are many people who, know, who need, to know that, that, uh, need to know that whoever means them. Whoever needs them. And uh, can we just uh, stand tonight? Um, can we just have the team come back up on stage? That would be great. And just uh, stretch your legs for a moment. In a moment, we're going to uh, invite those who are being water baptized, and we're just going to uh, just uh, invite them up here and, and before we baptize them. But the team is going to actually just continue to play uh, worship for a moment while we do that. But I want to just say tonight that we need to know that whoever means us. And however, uh, no status is too high or too low. Isn't that true? God, it says, however you are, whether you feel like you're at this level or this level or whatever, God says, however you are. And he says, wherever, no hour is too late. Uh, whenever, I should say, no hour is too late. And then wherever, no, no place is too far away. Can we just, um, just for a moment, close our eyes, just give just a moment of time. If you're here tonight and the reality is, is that you've never responded to Jesus Christ, or maybe you know that you need to again, that in your heart, you're really not quite sure. You know, I went to that young man in the hospital that time, and I couldn't tell him whether his mother was in heaven or not. She's the only one who would know that, whether she believes and accepted. And, you know, maybe you're in that situation tonight. You don't really know whether heaven's your destination or your future is assured in God. And I'd just love to say, you could be assured tonight. You can be confident in tonight by simply coming and saying, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And if that's you tonight and you've never done that, I want to give you an open invitation. 
I just want to make that opportunity because it's, it's incredibly special, incredibly important. Or maybe you know tonight that I need to just come back and say, yeah, I need to make that response to Jesus Christ. I've kind of wandered my own way and I need to just make sure of it. I need to be confident. And you know, I just love to pray for you tonight. And if you'd like to be included in the prayer, just give us a quick wave. Just put your hand up. You can, I'll see it very easily tonight. Not a problem at all. Put it up, put it down. Is there anybody tonight who just needs to say, yep, I want to be included in the whoever of God's pol- whoever policy of God. Anybody tonight. I'll just give it a moment more. Because God certainly accepts us. Sometimes, you know, I've even, we, sometimes we grow up in a Christian home, but we never actually respond to Christ. Gee, it'd be great to make it public and say, yeah, God, I'm going, count me in. I'm one of your kids. I want to be one of yours. Anybody tonight. We're all good? Fantastic. Father, tonight, I thank you for every person. I thank you in the sound of my voice. I thank you that you include us. And if I'm led to believe, we're all included because we're all believers. That's brilliant. Father, help us. As we continue to remind ourselves that there's a whole bunch of people in this world who need to hear that same simple thought that the whoever is extended to them, and they can't be too far, they can't be uh, whatever status they hold in society, it's never too high or too low that you want to embrace them and accept them. Help us to be people that constantly remember that, Father, you want us to uh, be your voice and your mouthpiece in our community. And we commit ourselves to you now. Father, we're excited because we're about to baptize a couple of people who are taking that step of commitment, response to you. And we thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was just... um